another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and Family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Appreciate you guys joining us on this lovely little Monday. Do we have? A, do you have a Monday saying that you do? Yeah, hashtag Gur Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it is one of those. You don't have a happy Monday one? Nope, not today. Not after this weekend. I just spent way too much time not feeling good. And it was my own doing. Wow. Wait a start. Well, I mean, it's just Thursday. It's like we go out. We come in Friday, and I'm just hung over off my ass. Friday night, I got a buddy. He's like, hey, you want to catch up? Let's grab some drinks. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm really not wanting to drink that much, though. Still recovering from last night. He's like, no problem. Well, one thing after another, next thing we know, we're like, oh, dude, why Why are we in this situation right now? I wake up Saturday not feeling good. Buddy messages me like, hey, man, let's go grab some lunch. You got it, dude. Get up lunch. I'm like, I'm going to have a little hair of the dog, have one more beer. Maybe it'll help. It did not help. Saturday night, I like, I went home after that, took a nap. We go out again Saturday night, and Sunday is just like recovery mode. Didn't recover worth the shit. Here we are, Monday, hashtag Gur Monday. Thank God for the all-star break. Something pretty, exciting to talk about. I had a pretty solid weekend. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. One of us is happy. The other is big country. Uh, a lot of baseball talk today. Uh, not really much going on in the world of football. I was w- awoken at like 530 this morning because Adam Schefter had to let me know that rookies can report for like the I don't even know what teams. Uh, Honestly, like, it's exciting. The- I don't care until I get excited at the preseason for football. <laughs> oh, you don't like the training camp stuff? No, I don't. I, it's all, it's the exact same stuff every oh, year. Oh, yeah. Same storylines. Yeah. Look at this player coming in, really good shape. They're making this type of plays. Like, yeah, they're in shorts and helmets. Throw interceptions, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, now they're bad. Here, spoiler alert, they're not. Aaron Rodgers might throw a million interceptions in camp. He's still going to be good. Honestly, Players like are going to come in heavier, lighter. It doesn't matter. You're still going to be the player that you've always been. So, that, I, actually, yeah. I hate training camp. The storylines for Aaron Rodgers is going to be interesting to watch this offseason because it finally doesn't have to do with contract, and it might actually do with play against that defense because he's playing with all these younger receivers. What was it, like four or five years ago we heard just how disgruntled he was at training camp and just yelling at the wrong receivers because they weren't making the right plays, they weren't, you know what I mean, they weren't running the right routes, and he just went off on them. I think we're going to hear similar reports this offseason, or this training camp, excuse me. Maybe so. But even to me, that's like a no-news story because – that's just how football works. A bunch yeah. of new receivers. It's going to take time. You're going to be frustrated. Um, I, if you're excited about training camp, listener wise, go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to be like reporting on like, oh, this is what happened to training camp. I don't think in my lifetime I've ever sent a tweet about training camp unless it was ironic or to troll. Yeah, I like it just in the sense of hearing about the young guys and how they're doing and like how well they're competing at the same level as the rest of the team. Like, and it's not just with the Chiefs; like, it's just all over. Like with Trey Lance, that's going to be one I'm paying attention to heading yeah. into this offseason. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the running back situation of Buffalo: 
who are they going to, who's getting more reps You know, as practice goes on, how are the Bills looking just in general. Mac Jones with New England, how is that without Josh McDaniels? I know that's also the best shape of his life. Bryce just put your hand in the chat. We're in the best shape of his life season. We absolutely are. I also oh. think Mac Jones legitimately is. Uh, yeah, and I saw that one last night and kind of tweeted at it too. The Mac Jones one, uh, I, I believe he is in the best shape of his life. I don't know that it will make any kind of difference, mm-hmm. but I, he probably is. Uh, I've seen the pictures of him at Alabama when he was skinny fat. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe working with a maybe the TB12 method. I don't know what he's doing up there, but he, he should be in the best shape of his it's life. MJ10. That's what it in is. The, yeah, in the NFL, uh, it's still not something that I'm going to like report on. My, yeah. One of my favorite training camp things is um, when they report that like somebody's doing really well and an entire fan base gets excited about it. Yeah. Here's the flip side. If somebody's doing really well, somebody's doing really bad. Yeah, because it's the uh, same team. <laughs> and maybe that's just the pessimist in me that it's like, oh, this corner had four interceptions. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Who had the Why hard knocks again that? this year? Do what? Who has hard knocks this year? Is it the Lions? I don't remember. Or is it the Texans? I think, I think it it's the Lions. Lions. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be excited for that this year. I want to see what the personality of some of these young guys are. Yeah. If they pay attention to the rookies. If it's another one of those just stupid... Hard Knocks has just been going HBO? straight downhill, I think. I haven't watched it in years. Oh, you didn't watch it last year with the Cowboys? No. Nope. I think I watched like three episodes and was like, I'm tired of seeing Jerry Jones put a stupid amount of salt on his McGriddle for McDonald's. This is unnecessary. I'm done paying attention. I think last year it was like I I went on strike. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I think that is right. I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> this year maybe I'll get back into it. The Lions intrigue me. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, a lot of Major League Baseball news, though. If if somebody gets hurt in training camp, I'll talk about it. I'm not going to talk about like, oh, Willie Gay did this in training camp. That's just not me. Do you want to do four that? interceptions? Four you interceptions for practice? It. Oh man, I yeah, probably won't well, talk about it on the podcast, but I'll tell you what, I'm tweeting about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, getting excited about it. I knew you would be, Mister Optimism, most days. Got to find it somewhere. Yeah, not today. Uh, That's fucking out the window. News over the weekend, though. Um, This is old news that just kind of got resurfaced. uh, Was the fact that Juan Soto turned down a 15-year, $440 million deal. That's the old news. Uh, We've known about that for a long time. I think that happened last offseason or right before the season started. The news is that now the Washington Nationals might actually be listening to offers on Juan Soto, who I believe has two years left of mm-hmm. team control. Yeah, and he's only 23 years old. I don't think some, I mean, I know we talk about him being young, but some people might hear that and be like, oh, young, 25, 26. No, 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 no. 2 3, Michael Jordan year. Yeah, so this contract that he turned down would have taken him through um, his age 38 mm-hmm. season, and he turned it down. Um, he is, uh, he's not due to hit free agency until 2025. So, yeah, two more years. After this season mm-hmm. of team control, I mean, he has just not been up in the majors for a long time at all. So I was born in 1998. That's Jesus. That's ridiculous. That just makes me feel so old. This whole rundown makes me feel old, but staying with the Juan Soto stuff, I think it's crazy, but I also thought it was crazy when the Nationals let Bryce Harper go. Mm-hmm. I thought they were crazy for letting Trey Turner go. Now, what are you going to do with Juan Soto, especially if he's turning down deals and he doesn't want to be there? 
Well, my question is, why can't you never keep these guys? How do you get all this homegrown talent that you are drafting and developing very well and then just like, nah, they're gone? Right. We're not winning any championships. You know what I mean? Not going to the World Series. We're just we're losing our good guys. They don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I guess with Harper, at least, you tried to keep him around and then lost him via free agency. With Trey Turner, you traded him. I don't I don't know what they were thinking there. Yeah. And now with Juan Soto, it's um, it's going to be interesting. I actually think that he tur- that turning down that contract, as crazy as it sounds, was the right move for him. Yeah. I, I know that um, over the next two years would be an under team control. So he goes to arbitration, and an arbiter is going to say, okay, we think you should make this much money. He should be up there. Yeah. You're at $20 million plus. So it's not like he's getting you know, a bargain for the team. He's probably worth more than $20 million, but he's going to be paid very well over those next two years. But then if you average out this contract, like a, a lot of people like to do, it's, it's only $29 million per year. So I'm sure that there's some balance in that to where next season he'd make like 18 to 20 million. And at the end of it, maybe he's pushing 35 million, mm-hmm. but with these major league baseball contracts, that's not even really $29 million per year, just on average, would put him around number 16, 17 in major league baseball this year. Yep. Those are George Springer, Jose Altuve numbers. Yeah. You got bumped that up. This oh, is Juan I mean, Soto. Juan Soto, like he's 23 years old and he's just been this dominant. Like, you know, that's only going to get better. Or even if he stays here, like, that's going to be a very dominant and fantastic career to watch no matter where he goes. And, like, you know, we go here to the chat and Jake mentions, you know, a really great point is, you know, he knows it's a crazy amount of money, but look at what Mike Trout's like currently dealing with in Los Angeles with the Angels. You know what I mean? Maybe he's looking at that and goes, eh, I don't want to sit here and play for this team for 15 years and just be mediocre and not compete and not make it to the playoffs. I'm going to go pick a team and organization that I want to play for and still make my money. Right. And I, you know, if that is the point in the mindset, then like, yeah, I completely agree with that. I don't blame you at all. Oh, I, I don't either. I mean, if, if the Yankees are always the team that gets rumored out there, you know, if he's always wanted to be a Yankee, mm-hmm. he wants to go make that money, do it. Or any other team. I, I don't fault him at all. I, the fact that any pl- player has loyalty to a team is, it's actually kind of crazy. It really is. Like when you really, I and I used to never understood that. Or when I would hear it, like, eh, that's a, like that's a silly mindset. Like whatever. But it's like, no, nah, man. These guys just they get picked, and then they're just supposed to love it there. Like, oh, thank you for giving my opportunity to play in the majors. Well, you know, if you don't really like the fan base, and you don't like the city, and your team sucks, and you don't like the way things are run. Adios. I'm gonna go make my pick now. Yeah, and uh, you know another team that is probably going to be in it is the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. They've got a very deep farm system, and I, I think that's going to really play into it too. It's not just you know like usually the saying is like oh twenty nine other teams should be interested. Yeah, but realistically, there's probably three to four that can even afford him. Mm-hmm. Maybe two or three that has the the players that they can send back in return. Like who has the prospects? I, I don't know. I haven't looked at farm rankings in a while. I don't also like in terms of prospects, like how much of a trade is that going to be? Like, that's another thing with a- baseball, right? Is that like, now picks are allowed to be traded. What are the, like, you know what I mean? How much do these organizations value these type of picks? Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with prospects is 
I mean, you can sit here and trade for all these prospects, but if they don't hit, like you just got screwed, like you're hosed. So it's now almost like okay, for well, for trading proven players, who are you going to go after there? Yeah. Like, that's why like baseball is enjoyable to see these contracts and these big dollar amounts and the, you know the high years, but at the same time, it's just like, I, who, how the hell do you know what's going to happen here? You can move like you're with the Nationals and you're like Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, all gone in six years. Like you know what I mean? With over the last six years. See you later. Adios. Mm-hmm. The top farm systems, this is a Major League Baseball article, actually. The top farm systems before the season started, um, the Baltimore Orioles, who just drafted um, number one last night, mm-hmm. had the number one rated, um, but a lot of them are still down, and I don't know that the Orioles, they're not just going to be like, yeah, let's give it all up for Juan Soto. <laughs> I think their best bet is to keep building through the draft and bringing up some of these young guys. Number two ranked farm system is the Seattle Mariners. Julio Rodriguez is a guy that we're going to get a look at tonight. Maybe you can put him in play. Maybe Seattle can pay Soto if he wanted to. I I think he's going to have a lot of say in where he goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be an interesting one. I wouldn't just rule them out like I did the Orioles. But at the same time, the Mariners might say, eh, we're going to take a chance with Julio Rodriguez. We're going to see what he develops into because he's been lights out uh, so far. Tampa comes in at number three, the Rays. No chance they're going to pay him. <laughs> Just that, that won't happen. <laughs> Number four, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I, they're not in a position to like, oh, we need to get a superstar either. Here's the one. Jake already put it in the chat, though. The Dodgers come in as the number five farm system. They've got the, the players. You could probably even send some major league talent back. Maybe deal a pitcher or two with them. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe you throw in a guy like Cody Bellinger or somebody else that you can make it work, and they can definitely, definitely pay Juan Soto. So early betting favorite, definitely the Dodgers. Like, should have seen it coming, but it's actually realistic because they're the the prospects, too. Are the Dodgers starting to reach that point where it's like, all right, man, they're just almost kind of turning into the Yankees situation where it's like, yeah, any big, you know, high-value player that want a lot of money, like, that's where they're going to go. Yeah, it's like the Yankees of the early 2000s. Yes. Of like, hey, there's a big-time free agent here. I wonder where he's going to go. And even you know, with the, the old-time Yankees and now the Dodgers, it's like, oh, they don't have a place for him. Like, they're not going to get Freddie Freeman. They don't have a, a place for him. Yes. Hey, yep, actually they are. Yeah, it's right there, first base. Cool. He's going to stay there. And with Juan Soto, throw him in the outfield. Like, if you have to give up a Cody Bellinger, do it. Cody Bellinger and some prospects. I feel like Dodgers fans would be very happy about that. Yeah, and Cody Bellinger hasn't been like, looking too hot this year, or especially the last couple of years. Like his bats has not been as right. electric as what we're used to seeing in years past. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that confidently. Some of these other prospects mm-hmm. that they have. Well, I mean, when you sit there and you have a catcher who's really good and you have a pitcher that throws 100 miles an hour with a five-pitch mix, and you have another guy who's just already MLB ready, thank you, Jake, for just being our Dodgers consultant here in the chat. Really appreciate that. Like, yeah, I, was gonna say, I didn't see, see that. I was like, damn, country knows his Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot more sense. I got to credit my sources. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I've never heard of any of their prospects. I don't, I don't look at a lot of prospects. If I come across them on MLB The Show, <laughs> yeah. then I'll, I'll know who they are. Speaking of that game, let me just get into this real quick. I've been playing it over the weekend because I did like a road to the show. I finally just like created a player. Going really well with the Royals. Go through the farm system. I, by the time I get up to the majors, they've traded everybody away. 
like Nick Prado's no longer is not on the team. Vinny's not on the team. The pitchers are all gone. It's only like Brady Singer, Keller's gone, Benatini's gone, Dozier's gone. That's fine. I'm a Royals fan, but it's like I wanted to kind of come up and play with like Bobby Witt Jr. and Vinny and Nick Prado. That's why I made myself a fucking right fielder so I wouldn't take any of their spots. I get up there, they all gone. Bobby Witt plays for the Yankees. I'm like, what the hell are y'all doing? This sucks. That show. I mean, that game. Just You're all upset, nerves. but. I mean, if it took you like six years, took me two. Uh, there's a reason why I haven't bought any Bobby Witt Jr. stuff. <laughs> why? I, he's, I don't think he finished his career there. What? <laughs> why? Why is this breaking news to you? <laughs> why would he not? Because he's a royal. Man, I, I, just, I if thought I had to be... put a bet in today, and you told me I could bet on Bobby Witt Jr. finishing his career with the Yankees or the Royals, I would bet on the Yankees. And those odds got to be pretty good, considering the fact that he is currently a Kansas City Royal. Yeah, Dad gummit. <laughs> I need to see who his agent is too. Well, the, I just want the guys to stay. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> want him to be the. I want him to be like the next George Brett of the Royals. Be the Patrick Mahomes impact to the city. You have Patrick Mahomes on right there across the parking lot, Bobby Witt Jr. on the other side. It's pretty fun. That's awesome. Who's okay, he's agent? not a Scott Boris agent. So that's got to make you feel a lot better. Yet. If he were a Scott <laughs> Boris agent, then there's no even need to call and talk about extensions because it's not going to happen. He would just play five more years and then leave. That's So a little bit better about that. I thought he was a Boris guy, but he's not. Uh, another name in the All-Star game, though, Mikey Trout. Mike Trout out for the All-Star game. Freddie Freeman comes in. Um, I guess I was unaware that maybe he was injured. I, I didn't know that. I really like Mike Trout. I think he's a phenomenal baseball player. I wish that he would embrace the star that he is a little bit more. I just, he's it's like, his life. Like If he doesn't want to be there at the All-Star game... That's fine. I don't know what injury he's dealing with. The I don't want to be recognized by a lot of people syndrome or illness. Right. Maybe it, that's it. I don't know. I didn't see that he was really injured, but the fact that it's like Dodgers fans are now get to be excited because like, ooh, Freddie Freeman's in the All-Star game. That's what I'm talking about. But at the same time, like it's in L.A. So it's, yeah, like it's in the Dodgers stadium, but to have that chance to see Mike Trout in L.A. for Angels fans. To be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drive across town or wherever or to go see Mike Trout. Mm -hmm. It's an L.A. thing. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. No, I'm, I kind of agree, Like, especially if the, the injury doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. Like Bryce Harper's out, but he's also playing through like a serious, serious elbow injury. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, okay, don't go play in the All-Star game. Yep. Mike Trout is out with some back spasms. Come play an inning. Stand out in the outfield, like one at bat, and then dip out. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not going to let him pass by just because he's Mike Trout and everybody loves him. Yep. Like he sh he should probably be playing in this game. And honestly, you're the Angels. You don't have anything else to play for this year. Your team is garbage. Yeah, it's you and Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, you probably got a couple other guys, but I, I feel like if you know a guy like Bryce Harper sat out because he was having back spasms, a lot of people would take issue with it. Oh, the media Especially would just be running you know, his if name were in the Philly. Or if Aaron Judge was like, yeah, I'm having back spasms, but the game was being played at the Mets stadium, I think even people would kind of be on him like, wait, come on, man, like just 
show up and play. Do you think it has an impact because it's in Dodger Stadium? I do, just because you're going to have so many of your, your local fans that are able to go see that game and see you in an All-Star game. Have Albert Pujols returning <laughs> as well. Shohei Otani. Like, it, it would have been cool. So I don't know. I think he should have. He should have probably played. Yeah. Like you said, play. Have some kind of an agreement with the manager. Say, hey, hit me second. Let me play one inning in the outfield, and then I'm done. Yep. Like yeah, got your got your back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no need to worry about them spasms. Ain't gonna happen right? that quick. Don't uh, even warm up. Just he is replaced go. by Freddie Freeman, which is kind of interesting. A, a lot of people, and this is another funny thing about baseball. A lot of people will be like, oh, he got snubbed. And then he finds his way in. <laughs> so Freddie Freeman in. Cool. I, I do like Freddie Freeman. He's had a, a really good year so far. It's just a little bit of a log jam there at first base. But I do think Mike Trout probably should have played. Like yeah. how I don't know how serious those back spasms were. I've also never had back spasms. I haven't. I mean, I've had like my back tighten up, but I don't. I guess I don't know. Spasm wise, like spasm kind of go away, doesn't they? Isn't that why it's called a spasm? It's just there, and then it's not. I would think so. Exactly. What about the MLB draft last night, though? Pretty exciting news out of that. Whole new generation of players coming up from former players that were in the le- in the majors, of course. Are you a, are you a watch the Major League Baseball draft guy? Not at all. I am a watch until the Royals pick guy, which was pick nine last night. <laughs> um, I didn't know much about these guys. I, I knew a couple of them, and honestly, one of the reasons why I knew these guys is because there were so many former players sons being drafted and last night like the number one overall pick there for a long time I just thought and assumed it's going to be Drew Jones that's what everybody was saying and then last night Jackson Holiday becomes the first overall pick he is the son of Matt Holiday played for the Rockies played for the Cardinals for a while was a really good player I he was I liked him yeah he wasn't one of my favorite players but I did like him quite a bit thought he was very good his son Looks like he's 15 years old. I'm going to guess he's 17, 18 years old. He looks 15. And even if you go to, I think it was like the ESPN uh, Major League Baseball homepage had him up there earlier today. Mm-hmm. If you if you go to ESPN, go to Major League Baseball, if you scroll down a little bit, they have a draft tracker. And it says, right. O's take holiday number one overall. So you can go look at it. Um he looks like a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> he has long hair. I saw it, and I honestly Whoa. thought that's probably a softball player. And they panned to him last night to be like, this is the first overall pick. And I thought, which one? Because you can't be talking about this 13-year-old kid that's sitting next to Matt Holiday, who is a grown-ass man who's still just ripped out of his mind. He does not look anywhere near like he should be drafted into Major League Baseball. I've seen no highlights of him playing other than what happened last night. That was just an assumption that I made. I hope he goes on to be an absolutely fantastic baseball player. Uh, he looks so young. Yeah, they have him listed at eight. There's no way. There's I, no way that kid's eight. He looks like he's not even shaving yet. No, I don't even know if he has armpit hair yet, my guy. <laughs> maybe And maybe that's part of the projection. Yeah, he's a late bloomer, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, this is what he's doing now. Just imagine once he hits his growth spurt. Yeah, look, look at his dad. When he turns into that, whew. <laughs> right? Give it another 10 years, though. Yeah, and then number two overall pick was Drew Jones, who this was the player that was getting a lot of hype. If you've seen the viral video, 
Uh, he was playing, and the opposing team kept chanting overrated. Then they crushes a home run. And it looks like he projects to be a pretty good defensive outfielder, just like his dad, Andrew Jones. So mm-hmm. that was another cool thing there with uh, pick number two overall. And then pick number three was a big surprise uh, to me and to everyone else, Kumar Rocker. If you remember last year, Kumar Rocker was drafted by the Mets, and then they didn't sign him, which put him back into uh, this draft, which was mm-hmm. very interesting. Then he gets picked number three overall. I I wanted the Royals to take him last year, yes. um, honestly. Uh, but him coming in now, he, you know, he was a college player already. He's going to be a little bit of an of an older prospect. But I I don't know. I really liked him. I mean, he's like one of those guys that seems like he's pretty much ready to go. Mm-hmm. Just gotta yeah, let him, it, you know, face some batters at each level, and then like let's let's get you ready to go. Like really, he's twenty two. He's pitched at Vanderbilt. Like he's mm-hmm. seen good, solid competition. Even last night during their draft broadcast. I don't remember which one I was watching because I kept flipping back because I wanted to see Steven Nelson, but I don't think he was doing it. Um, anyway, they're talking <laughs> about how even Kamar Rocker, maybe he could be brought up this year, this current season, as a relief pitcher. And if you really wanted to, you could get him up if you're the, the Texas Rangers who draft him mm-hmm. at three. I think that would be really cool to watch. Yeah, that would be. It's also so- weird how the Major League Baseball draft is right here. In the middle of the season. I always thought that be, was super odd. It used to be beginning of June, which was still weird. I do like that they moved it to All-Star Weekend. Yeah. And that they're trying to build it into this thing. Well, it, it definitely fits the schedule a lot better. My question that I have for you, though, with him. So, drafted last year by the Mets at 10, correct? Didn't end up getting signed. Was he allowed to go back and play at Vanderbilt this last season? or has No, because he... he signed with an agent. Oh, that's So, right. he actually went and pitched for some of the independent league teams uh who is the frontier league gotcha and just to show that like hey i'm healthy i can still pitch still got it it looked really good independent league is not the sec of even um but he, he able to show enough i mean last year you get picked 10th overall this mm-hmm. year you get picked number three overall he must be looking pretty good and now um he also goes to play with uh what's his name jack Leiter. mm-hmm who was his uh, teammate at Vanderbilt. Now they'll both be with the Rangers, which is another kind of just cool yeah. little tidbit about the Major League Baseball draft. And the last little nugget of information that I got while watching this draft is Tamar Johnson gets drafted number four overall by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And they keep talking about how he's projected, like, okay, he's probably going to be a second baseman, all this, all that. And then they ask him about it in the interview, and he said he wanted to play – Shortstop. He views himself as a shortstop. That's where he wants to come up. Ooh. And I thought, like, oh, because the buzz right now in Major League Baseball is O'Neill Cruz, the six foot seven shortstop for the Pirates. Pirates already have a, th- a third baseman as well. Now they've got what seems to be the shortstop. It feels like, and that's even what they were alluding to last night, Tamar Johnson going to play second base for him. But I thought it was interesting to just come up and be like, no, I want to play shortstop. <laughs> yeah, you want to play shortstop. I'll tell you what, though, you're not. <laughs> yeah. And the O'Neill Cruz hype, we were kind of talking about it uh, on Saturday. I feel like if he weren't as tall as he was, as six he seven, is, yeah, then he's probably not getting talked about quite as much. Um, I, I think he's probably going to be a pretty good player. He's he's also been called up and he's been sent down a couple times. And this is what I love about Major League Baseball and hate at the same time. There's all this buzz about this kid. Um, how tall he is, how strong his arm is, all this stuff. He's hitting 204 this season. 
Like we're hyping him up like he's the next greatest thing in baseball. Mm-hmm. And he's hitting 204. Takes Which a little again bit. goes to like kind of prove my point. And then I said Saturday night while well, having some brewskis, if he were six foot one, we'd just be like, oh, interesting prospect. Yep. Let's see. Throws really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he were six foot one and still threw the ball 99 across the diamond, it'd be like, oh, okay, guy's got a strong arm. Let's see what happens here. Even I, I think it was one of his highlights earlier in the season. It was like watching him leg out this triple. Like he hit this top speed, blah, blah, blah. He got thrown out at third. <laughs> <laughs> like a base running error. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's uh, similar to the NFL, though. We'll be like, oh, this is the next, the next dude. The so guy you, you got to keep your eye on. This is <laughs> now. Most of these guys are going to be a draft bust. I'm sorry. And in baseball, it's even more so. Well, that's my thing too with the draft is like. You can sit here and draft a player, and you hear him just compare his swing and his hitting style and his play style to all these great major leaguers. And then you literally never hear about him again. Oh, especially in the draft. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, with prospects, I try to not get excited about any of them at all until they actually get into the system. They're playing minor league ball. Now let's see how you do. Like, even uh, as a Royals fan, I track their drafts and see how they yes. do. They have not hit on a draft pick. Bobby Witt, but that was like a that was a no brainer. Yeah, <laughs> that was like, was like, hey, you can't fuck yeah, this one up. Asa Lacy, uh, Brady Singer, some of the stuff is like, oh, they're getting their rotation ready. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Missed on all of them. Yeah, Brady Literally, Singer's like got five two pitchers. Asa Lacy still in Northwest Arkansas, I believe. It's like call his ass up. Yeah. Or you know the other guy, the kids that they took last year, they took two high schoolers. Cool. It's going to be four or five years before we hear about these guys again. Well, even Ace Lacey, I hate to, to break this news to you, he's struggling a lot. Oh, yeah, I'm aware. Uh, injuries, not pitching well. <clears throat> Looks like he's going to be another one of those draft busts. But I mean, baseball is so hard. And then you throw in the mix that you are drafting high school kids versus college kids as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you can see these kids that go play in high school, and they dominate. But then once they play real competition – Oh, whoops, actually they sucked. Yeah. And you kind of have to overdraft the high school kids too because they want paid. And if they're not paid, they're just going to say, actually, I committed to Tennessee, so I'm just going to go there. Mm-hmm. You're not paying me enough. So even if you think somebody else is a better player, you kind of have to draft these high school kids, one or two, so that they will play for your organization. It is pretty crazy. I, again, I only watch to find out who the Royals draft, and then I'm done. Yeah, and why don't they just? Why are they even taking high school kids? Like, why is that allowed? It's just their rules that they they agree on. And I mean, I get that, but at the same time, it's just why don't you go to college for two years? As much as we tell basketball players the same thing, like, hey, go at least go get an education. It's really hard to get in the sport. NFL guys, and you can't join the league. You know, you're not big enough yet. You know, you don't want that. Baseball, I understand it doesn't maybe matter as much, but at the same time, it's you're just going to go from high school to playing baseball every day. Yeah, I know that sounds awesome and that's well, great, but you're also throwing everything else out the window. And if you don't make it, it's like even last night they were talking to Jackson Holiday, first overall pick, Matt Holiday's son, and even part of their like interview or pre-draft stuff was that he had, he already was taking high school courses online so that he could prepare for the draft and like be in the the cage taking BP and stuff like that. It's like damn, like that's where we're at. With yeah. This. 
And maybe that's a pretty common thing for some of these elite high school players. It was news to me last night. Like this dude just said, no, I'm good with high school. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just yeah. finished it online literally over uh, yeah. <laughs> Christmas break last year. Senior year was over. With. Right. I couldn't get away with shit when I was in high school. Yeah. And this dude just said, no, I'm good on that last semester. <laughs> I remember when uh, I was in high school and I was like, you know, you got to go through like the student handbook or whatnot. And at the end, I was like, we do not allow like early graduation for whatever reason. I was like, that's a thing. I could just be done after my junior year once I get all my credits out of the way. At some schools, it is. At our school, like real small school. But at the same time, I was like, wow. Yeah. I never I, heard of that. But it is wild, though, because if you do, if you have enough credits, you should just, you should be able to be done. I don't. Yeah. But. Um, our school apparently was one of those schools and I knew of some neighboring schools too, where you could graduate early, but you couldn't go, you couldn't participate in any of the spring semester activities. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't go to prom unless you were somebody's date. You couldn't walk at graduation. It's like, why are you penalizing these kids who have already finished? Mm -hmm. I knew a kid that was a little bit younger than me that did it. And he was like, no, I'm done. Like I'm going to go and start working full time before I go to college next fall. And he did it, and he had no regrets. And he's been very successful. <laughs> but it's wild. Like, Why would you deter these kids from not just finishing? They don't know what they want yet. But again, why. if you're a football player and you want to graduate early, yeah, go ahead. We'll let you enroll early at your university. No problem. A little bit of a double standard there. Uh, but you won't have a double standard at Roper Kia. Go check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike'd Up, you get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Again, that's Roper Kia right here in Joplin, Missouri. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you visit the website. So, again, be sure to do so at gunspot.com. And now let's get into some of these home run derby picks. I tweeted it yesterday morning. I woke up and was already pre-excited about the home run derby. I love I might be the biggest home run derby fan that there is. Really? It's up there. Like, <laughs> I get high. bored after a while. It's like, oh, there's another moonshot. Nope, not me. I love every second of it. And literally have been thinking about it for a week or so. Ever <laughs> since Juan Soto was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm like, damn, you got Alonzo, you got Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna. I'm very excited about it. Uh, we'll go through some of our picks and winners. They, I like the way that they do it. Again, I like the fact that you try something different. Be aggressive. Try something different. They've done it. A lot of people didn't like the the shot clock, pitch count, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And the seeding that they even do now, uh, the number one overall seed is Kyle Schwarber, who has 29 home runs on the season. Mm-hmm. I knew he was crushing the ball. I didn't know it was like that. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Aaron Judge, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber's also had just one hell of a season right there for the Phillies. Yeah, second most home runs in, in baseball right now. Yep. His first-round matchup is going to be against Albert Pujols. That's tough for Albert. <laughs> Homeboy's going to get tired. Yeah. Uh, Pujols comes in as the, the eight seed. They just rank him by how many home runs they currently have. That's going to be tough. I did see some people saying that maybe Pujols surprises Maybe Schwarber goes out there and tries to crush too many home runs or too far of home runs, and that Pujols might benefit because actually in 
and in the home run derby, the way that it's set up with the timer, if you're hitting these big, high-towering moon shots, it actually kind of works against you. Yeah. If you can hit like you know, 340 and it lands as a home run, that's good for you because it wasn't didn't spend as much time in the air. Yeah. So they, somebody was making a case, pretty strong one for Albert Pujols to at least advance in the first round. I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he hits more than six home runs. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. <laughs> I mean, that's he's got he's six home old. runs on the year. Yeah, he's going to get tired. But at the same time, I mean, 42 is how old he is. It's just, it's. I think it's kind of more one of those, it was like, it's going to be cool to see Albert Pujols. Right. And if he does get past the first round, I will be utterly shocked at it. Same. Here's some, LeBron James and Albert Pujols are only five years apart. Wow. They feel like they're 15 years old. One with that 1,000%. <laughs> well, isn't it also rumored that Albert Pools is also much older than he is? Uh, I think so. One of those like Dominican players yeah. of like, I'm going to lie about my age, so I, I'm a lot younger. Yeah. I think he was grouped into that. Because during that era, it was like He's 42, was but coming up. Might you're be 45. You're 47. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think Pools has a chance tonight. I have Kyle Schwarber advancing in, in that. Yeah, I did as well. And then next up with Pete Alonzo. He's got 24 home runs on the year. And then Ronald Acuna Jr. at 8. Pete Alonzo ranks second. I feel like this one's going to be a lot closer of a matchup, but I feel like Pete Alonzo in these settings just steps up to the plate, no pun intended there, and just is clutch. I'm rocking so with too. Pete. Now, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Pete Alonzo, but he was like born to participate in this. <laughs> yeah. A two-time champ. Looking to go for three. I believe if he wins this one, I think he'll be the first ever three-peat. And he'll tie King Griffey Jr. for most home run derbies ever. Yeah. At three. And, uh, yep, yep, you're right. So somebody asked me uh, yesterday, like, who I thought would win. And it's like, it's kind of dumb to bet against Pete Alonzo. <laughs> like, this is early Tom Brady. Like, ah, I'm going to bet on somebody else to make the Super Bowl. That's but, a mistake. I do think Acuna Jr. can put up a hell of a battle. He only has eight home runs on the season, uh, but I also think that if he's really going out there and try to show out, that he's going to put up a good competition. I do have Pete Alonso advancing just because he's Pete Alonso. He's Pete Alonso. Yeah. <laughs> we know who you are. We've seen what you can do. Uh, what about next up, though, number three seed matchup, Corey Seager versus O.J. Rod, the sixth seed from the Mariners. I like Seager. He's got a sneaky 21 home runs on the season. Mm-hmm. I'm going Julio Rodriguez. Dang I thought I was going to be able to sneak that in there. What? Going with J-Rod. I was just hopeful. I was like, I want to see the young guy come in and oh, just, yeah. I thought you might go with Seager. So I was like, I'm actually going to go with J-Rod. No, I, I think that I am too. I Like I said, I'm buying into the hype. Draft hype, I, I'm slow to buy into. Yeah. But when you've already shown me as a rookie, you can come out. He has 15 home runs on the season, 21 steals. He looks like he is legit. And that's why even back to the... The Juan Soto stuff. It's like, do you really do you attack a Juan Soto, or do you wait just a little bit to see maybe Julio Rodriguez can be better than him? Now mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that's able to play center field even, so he's a, he's already a better fielder than Juan Soto. The, he, go ahead. He maybe is never going to be the hitter that Juan Soto is, but I think he can be close. And if he can play a premier position like center field, maybe you keep him. And maybe this is a little bit of a coming out party. For him, too. A lot of people in baseball know him, but this puts you on a national stage. Oh, without a, a doubt. Rookie. 
and the fact that you know you are a rookie and you've hit a home run 450 feet at 114 miles an hour. That's insane. They're the only three, the only other guys in the home run derby that have hit further than him is Juan Soto. Um, oh my gosh, I just had the names here. Excuse me, Ronald, uh, Pete Alonso, and then it was uh, Kyle Schwarber. Like those are the four, and they've hit 460. And it's he's like, hitting 275 on the season so far too. I really think that he's going to be a special player. I can't wait to see him tonight. Um, I like. Seeger as well, but I'm I'm going with uh, Rodriguez in this one. I think he advances. And then the last one, Juan Soto versus uh, Jose Ramirez. going to be another good one. I have Juan Soto advancing. I think he's going to be able to put on a show yep. tonight. I guess we're just going to agree this whole first round then. That's where we're going. I wouldn't be surprised though if Ramirez just kind of comes out and gets hot. And with Juan Soto, mm-hmm. I... Juan Soto kind of has those balls that'll just sit there and just fly a little bit, but at the same time, maybe this. Maybe I just want to ask you this: Do you think he takes this as like a "I deserve my contract" type of situation, where he's just going to be hitting bombs and like that's maybe where the mindset is? Or is, do you think Juan Soto's out there just to have fun and be in the home run derby? I think he's more like I'm out there to have fun and put on a show. I think some guys want to come out and they're like, "I'm going to put on a show for the fans and kind of showcase what I have." I think other guys are out there like, I'm just out here to participate. Like, this yeah. is great that you invited me. Thank you. I think Juan Soto almost has that Sammy Sosa mentality of like, I'm going to show you how good I am and going to be incredibly entertaining while yeah. I do it, too. And I, I do. I have Juan Soto advancing here. I think that he's going to make it to the finals against Pete Alonso. And I don't, I don't want to hype it up too much. I think this might be one of the best home run derbies ever. Really? Yeah, I I love these candidates that they have. <laughs> Even Kyle Schwarber, I have him advancing just because he's against Albert Pujols. Yeah. I, I would have had anyone else advancing against Albert Pujols. I think Schwarber can even come out and put on a show. So so far what we have it if it's going to be Kyle Schwarber, Pete Alonso moving on, and then we have Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto moving on together. Mm-hmm. Who wins out of those matchups? I think those yeah, those four guys are going to be very, very good. I do have Pete Alonso and Juan Soto advancing. Wow. Which, again, they're just two guys that I think are kind of built for this. Mm-hmm. Same with Schwarber. I think he can. And then Rodriguez, I just don't know enough about him yet, but I, I really wouldn't be surprised if, he, if we kind of walked away from this. As usually there's that guy that puts on a show, but he doesn't win. Yeah. That's probably going to be Julio Rodriguez. Like Salvador Perez last year. Yeah. <laughs> Had the second most home runs in the Derby and then still lost and no one talked about mm-hmm. it. Or your guy, uh, Mark McGuire, even. I think there was one year it's like, damn, he put on a show, but he didn't even win it. Yep. Or Sammy Sosa, some of those other guys. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, I, was, I was thinking about that again yesterday, too. <laughs> All time home run derbies. I'll, just, I'll let you go first. You know, you're feeling rough today. Appreciate it, man. Mark McGuire. Uh, on Friday. I'll go, uh, I'll go Babe Ruth. That, all right. On Friday, after we picked our all time <laughs> uh, home run derby contestants, I would just sit there and randomly think about it and yeah. laugh to myself or even out loud. I think I was giggling about it. It was just the freaking look on your face where you're like, uh, I'm going to go Babe Ruth. I think I said <laughs> you it went on the fucking. Pod. Mark McGuire. I know I said it to you out Saturday night, (laughs) but it felt like it was a real life, uh, the Sandlot situation. (laughs) Yeah, like there's clearly an obvious, I'm going to let you have it at one. (laughs) And then you just hit me with that 
Mark McGuire, which again was not a bad pick. He's you know, kind of up there for the all-time home runs, uh, single season leader there for a bit. And then even later on, when you're like Hank Aaron, <laughs> it's like you were telling me these guys' names as if I had never heard them. Yeah. Uh, Ken Griffey yeah, Jr. Here's one for you. Uh, his name's Mickey Mantle. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Your uh, first two picks, you went McGuire and Barry Bonds. Yeah. Those two picks are not bad. I, I well, even then, it was like, I took Mark McGuire over Barry Bonds. <laughs> All right. Where you really started to go downhill is where you were like Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, reread my jokes. Baseball doesn't exist for you until about 1996, <laughs> 97. Who was your last pick? I feel like your last pick was a good one. Um... I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was an older player, actually. Wasn't good, though. I Was it Bryce Harper? Did I pick Bryce Harper or Pete <laughs> Alonzo? It might have been Pete Alonzo. I went with the new age guys. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Better technology, better prepared, you know, bigger stadiums. Yeah. Why are you going to take Babe Ruth? He's dead. He can't even <laughs> yeah. hit anymore. He's not coming back. Come on, man. Um. <laughs> oh, what a Friday. How many home runs did BC rack up in high school? Zero. <laughs> yeah. We were the old line drive. If you hit a pop-up, you, you were in trouble. The, I should have been a better baseball player than I was. Oh, same. I just never took baseball serious at well, all. Well, like our thing, <laughs> we just, as silly as this going to sound, it's like we just didn't have like the proper tools and equipment or time to like spend on hitting. Like we just did a lot of like little drills and it, like we never did like any like you we never saw pitches from a pitcher until game day. It was always from a machine that was like up close. So like your timing was never there. And I feel like these are just like excuses to some people. But it was like we just we also didn't have enough guys on the team that could like throw us a live bullpen. And then like oh well we actually need you to pitch in two days. So it's like mm-hmm. man we can't do that. And our coach was not a very accurate pitcher as well. So that didn't help. It was just a very difficult situation in odd setting. Me and my buddies, with, that's kind of one of those deals where we always talk about it when we look back at high school. It's like, man, we should have been so much better than we were. And it was just that's how it played out. But zero home runs. The, the park that we had, it felt huge, too. We also did have a massive park. Like yeah. You go on the road and play some of these other – I didn't play in high school, but going and playing uh, up until high school, it would be like, how is this park so small? Yeah, like I think our left field was 380. Or like 3.30, and our center field was It was like Major League Dimensions. It re- legitimately is, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was. Tough. And when I also got to high school, they uh, they made the bats harder. I don't know how to really phrase it, but like the bats that became in regulation when I got to high school made it harder to hit a home run. They went to BB core. And the ones that like you could use in years prior had more pop off the bat, but they kind of banned them because pitches were getting sent back up the middle too quickly to pitchers and just – knocking kids out and sending them to the hospital. So they're like, hey, we back in my day, when I was there, that field didn't even have a bullpen. It still doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know if it changed. It didn't have like um, a batting cage. I know, I know when I was there, they hired a guy to come in, and he was like, you guys, you don't even have a bullpen for these pitchers to warm up at. Like they, there's no mound yeah. off to the side for them to warm up at. They were Pitchers were warming up on flat ground. And it was like, there's no batting cage out here. We can't even take like BP at at our practice field. Yeah, we'd have to do it in the gym. 
Yeah. Because they had one of those nets that you could rig. Yeah, but the nets weren't long enough to where you could put the pitching machine at the appropriate length. So, you know, you're getting 70 mile an hour pitches from 50 feet, and then you're getting, you know what I mean, pitches from a guy at the 60 feet mark, and you're just like, I'm, I'm way ahead of this. I can remember the batting cages in the gym not being wide enough, too. So, if you really like swung sometimes, you would hit the batting cage with your backswing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, was, it was a tough situation, man. And the yeah. freaking kid that's asking me how many homers did I rack up in high school is my freaking buddy. He knows that answer zero. I did strike his ass out, though, I'll tell you that. He went to another school, and I remember he came up to bat one time, and I was just like, Pfft. I had a pretty decent slider. And I got him on a pitch inside, outside, and I was just, I looked at him, and I even gave him like what I was going to throw. It was probably the cockiest thing I ever did in baseball because I knew who it was. Hit him with the slider, struck out. Next pitch, next time he came up to bat, though, rocked my ass. He knew I was coming inside, just fucking <laughs> see ya. I don't know if he got a home run, but that ball zipped right by my head. <laughs> One of the biggest like curses for me was that I was never competitive. I know I've said it before. I took football and basketball pretty seriously. Baseball mm-hmm. was a social game for me. I was going out there because I had nothing else to do in the summer. I wanted to have some fun. Yeah. And in the meantime, I was maybe going to run into a home run or two. <laughs> I was, I was going to strike out a lot. I was the first person in baseball to be like, it's going to be a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. That was me. <laughs> There's no in between because I'm swinging for the fence every single time. So I was the <laughs> – I had that similar mindset of like, I'm probably going to strike out here, but if I hit the ball, it's going to be hit hard somewhere. Everyone's like, you know, just sit back on it and hit it to right. Motherfucker, I can't aim this bitch. I barely can hit the ball. No, everything. I pull on everything. (laughs) And if I'm walking, it's got to be egregious or I got hit. Like, it's got to be so far off the plate that I can't hit it with the bat for me. I was never, I was never able to like clear my mind to just be like, or just to kind of like assume what the next pitch was going to be. Or the whole, like, just watch it come out of the pitcher's oh, hand. Yeah, or like, I'm not tracking read that. Read the seams and find out what it is. I can barely see it. It's a white blur, and I'm hoping it doesn't hit me in the face. We have no batter's eye, okay? That ball disappears out of his hand. Like, they're the sun's in my eyes, coach. Who designed this field? That was another thing, too, is like, oh, man, we had to like schedule our games around like what time the sun was going to set because it would, the sun would be right in your eyes and you're up to bat. Yeah, I was just saying, I think it's an east west orientation. Usually mm-hmm. you go north south, so it's not like, hey, the sun is right in the pitcher's eye. Not our school, man. We just, we like to screw ourselves over. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It was fun, though. Yeah. Playing out there. Little League Baseball. I wish I would have taken it more serious. Yeah. I even, There was one guy who like stopped my mom after I had a really good game. And he stopped my mom. And he was like, hey, your son, he should focus more on baseball than he is football or basketball. Like, he's, he's pretty good. And I remember telling my mom, like, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm so much better at football and basketball combined. And I don't really even like baseball. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> I'm, I should, I'm five foot 11 and white. I should have focused on baseball. <laughs> if you're listening to this. You're one hell of a second base. Yeah, you're not six foot four. And if you're white, you should be playing baseball. Or maybe go swing a golf club. Check and see if hockey is available in your area. Yeah. Is it cold where you are? Okay, maybe play hockey or baseball. Oh. <laughs> but I thought, like, what does this guy know? That is hilarious. I remember being in high school, man, and just like, oh, basketball, like, that's my sport. Like, I want to go do that. <laughs> like, I think I have an opportunity. Like, I have my grandparents hype me up. Like, you know, you got a really good shot. You handled the basketball decently well. 
you know, you just focus on a lot, you'll be pretty good. And I was like, all right, cool. Believe you. Thank you, grandparents. You guys are awesome. Everything you say is because you're so smart. You know everything. And then I, yeah, man, as I've gotten older, further from the truth, but it's just, it's one of those deals where it didn't hit me uh, on my actual talent or my the (laughs) potential of making it anywhere outside of one day high school basketball was that a guy my size at 6'1", 220 pounds in high school was playing center. And guys in the NBA at that size, that's a point guard. Oh, yeah. You're running yeah. into kids that are 6'4", and you're like, damn, he's tall. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I didn't stand a guard in the NBA chance. At 6'4". Not and I wasn't even a pops. shooter. I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> Three-point line coach was like, you're not shooting from there. Can I make them? Absolutely. Was I allowed to shoot it? Nada. Or even just playing collegiately if you're not. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're six foot two and you want to play college ball, You've got to be able to handle the ball. <laughs> oh, you've got to be. I mean, and you've got to be faster than all get out. Uh-huh. And you have to be smart. You have to see the game better than everybody else. Basketball, it's like <laughs> you don't realize how athletic and good these kids are until you, like, you go to one of those big tournaments and you see them and you're like, holy cow. Or um, you know, over the weekend, LeBron James went and played in the Drew League, mm-hmm. which is a very good competitive league. It's kind of like a pro-am thing where guys can go back. DeMar DeRozan was playing in it. I think Kyrie's played in it before. Those guys are really good at basketball. Like if mm-hmm. anybody that's playing in the Drew League was at your local gym, they're probably going to be a standout. Yes. Of like, oh shit! Like he showed up. Like, good luck today, guys. He's dropping fifty. On yeah, us. Drew League's here. <laughs> LeBron goes up, casually drops forty-seven points, just <laughs> casually. Like, and he's even out there playing, probably a little bit conservative. Like, I'm not going super aggressive. I'm not trying to roll an ankle out here. Yeah, and drop forty-seven. It's uh, who is it? The White Mamba, who's like I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me, is 100 percent accurate. Yeah, and he's nowhere near LeBron's talent level. And like it's <laughs> to hear him go to the Drew League and just be like, yeah, I'm gonna show up. And then you have people like national media members like on ESPN and stuff being going, like, yeah, I'm still having to prove to the world that I'm really good at basketball, and it's the rest of my team that kind of sucks. Like that's the one thing. That like you hear and see and it's like dad gum, like <laughs> you look at the Lakers and it's like LeBron James can go here, still drop forty seven points, but it's the rest of his team that's an issue. And we can all look in from the outside, from the outside looking in, see it and realize it. But then it's like you go to this league here and you just utterly dominate. And I know again, it's just it's lower level basketball. But the whole point I'm trying to make yeah. here is like, what the hell are the Lakers going to do if you still have LeBron who's capable of playing this well and this high of a level, and you can't find anyone to surround him with? That's viable and I saw um, Get Up this morning. I wasn't watching it, but they retweeted it and said, um, who wins uh, another championship first, LeBron or Tom Brady? And uh, I think Get Up's a great show. I have a family member that works for ESPN. That's a dumb question. <laughs> it's definitely Brady. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it might be this year. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it very well could be this year. And LeBron, I just, I don't know. That that roster's not good. That's not a an insult to LeBron James. That roster around him is just not good. Tom Brady, still very good, has a solid roster around him. Yep. So I, I don't know. I thought that was a very, very And easy. it's an easier, like, Tom Brady's in a perfect situation. That's the whole reason why he came back. Mm-hmm. Like, that division is not going to be hard to get through. Yeah. LeBron James in the West, good luck, man. Everyone's getting better there. Yeah, now Kevin Durant's trying to come out there. Well, allegedly, I don't even know what's happening with that situation anymore. Uh, one situation I do know 
is that happy hour at Club 609 from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock every weekday, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturdays, they go 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours. Got to be careful out there, though. Mm-hmm. As you know, those drinks are strong. Very, very, very strong. But next up is going to be Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. It's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire service. So make sure you get that down and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And now for a little Matchmaker Monday. Get away from the Gur Mondays. Go Matchmaker Monday. Uh, do you, I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, this week, uh, Matchmaker Monday is going to be me in the air conditioning because it is going to be hotter than balls outside. Like over 100 every day this week with the humidity through the roof. I'm inside. Yeah, Cash me outside. How about that? Mm-mm. No, sir. Ain't happening. Um, and again, I know that we touch on some political issues sometimes, and I don't even just I don't understand why this one is a political issue with like climate change <laughs> and the fact that like all these scientists that are left leaning, right leaning, like all of them are just like, yeah, it's happening, guys. It's getting hotter out there. Yeah, this is we're about to hit a record heat wave. Like it's not even just us. It's not like oh, our region like it happens, gets a little warm every once in a while. We're going to set records globally this summer for how hot it is out there. Mm-hmm. And you still have people that are like, "No, nah, it's a political thing." <laughs> no, like read the temperature, download the app. This week, it's in the Midwest here where we're at. It's going to be over a hundred every single day. To like tomorrow's high one oh four. Wednesday, 102. On, oh, my Jesus. On Sunday, 106. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen in my entire 34 years of life, I don't think I've ever seen it this hot before. I've seen it be like, yeah, that's what it feels like because of the humidity here, but I've yeah. never seen that actual number just be listed as what the normal temperature is going to be. I can remember one year uh, for two days in high school football. It was like 102, 103 mm-hmm. for a couple of those days. And I, if I remember right, they were even talking about like maybe we shouldn't start school yeah. later because it's too hot. Like they were considering let's push back the start of school because it's too hot for kids to go to school. Yeah. Because they need to go out and they're going to have to go outside for recess. You can't play <laughs> out there like that. You won't die. No. You, like, <laughs> yeah, there are rules to be like, okay, if the temperature drops to this low, kids can be out there for this amount of time Mm -hmm. i don't know what the rule is for like if it's 107 sorry like even my daughters we're not going out to shoot basketball no (laughs) we're gonna wait till later you can stay up until eight when it drops to 90 degrees and and it feels like it's 60 it's like oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it has been wild too yesterday I, i wanted to get back out on the blackstone and try making like these bacon quesadilla things and it was a real simple recipe. My Blackstone was already so hot before I even turned it on that once I turned it on, I, I covered in sweat. <laughs> I'm not turning that thing back on until at least October. I put some bacon on there. It cooked, burnt within, no no kidding, two minutes. Right. I, I ruined all the groceries that I bought to make this fucking <laughs> quesadilla thing that I wanted to. 
Ruined it. I had to throw it away and go get something. Oh to eat. man, that's tough. <laughs> you know, because it's so damn hot outside. I can't believe it. It's ridiculous. I'm right there with you though. Like I'm just I'm not going outside. And that's why I hate when people are like, Oh, I just love summer. No, you don't. You don't love summer. Was this. it you that mentioned it or maybe I saw it somebody else mentioned it. There's like the only reason we actually love summer is because as children, that was the only time that we got off. So it's like yeah. we've been conditioned to be like, Oh yes, summer. I love it. That's why I mean that's why people like summers cuz like you think you just get to go do like it, that's vacation time for everybody and a lot of the times it is. Yeah, but it's still like no. It's I got to get my car like I I almost want to get automatic start for my car just so I can have the AC running before I get in. Man, I tell you I have it though and even then it's still like it's not good. Yeah, it's I, better, but I still like I have to get in and it's super hot. I'm going to get my little sun protector out my windshield this week. Make fun of me all you want, dog. It's out. That sun is not getting inside that car. You probably should. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I, the people that are like, oh, summer's my favorite season. No, it's not. Like, what you're actually thinking of is spring. Yes. And then summer comes around, and it sucks, and it's terrible. I, and I, I just I love fall so much. Fall's, Fall's my season. One. Yeah. I'm spring a fall trip. guy. And then I'll go summer three, winter four, but I am right now, I'm getting tired of the heat, but at the same time, the sun being out and actually being able to be active is cool. Yeah. You get that seasonal depression of winter, which is a real thing. And like the end of the day, like you're at 430 and the sun's going down. That <laughs> sucks. Winter does suck. I mean, as much as we talk about the depressional season of winter, same thing with fucking summer. <laughs> You can't go anywhere. You're stuck inside because it's so hot. And if you do want to leave, you're like, oh, my God, this is brutal. On Saturday, we were out at our our local bar, and they had a a band out there. Mm -hmm. They have a a nice little patio set up, and they had a band out there. And you and a couple of our other buddies are going to go outside, like going to check out the band. I did not go. I said, hey, I'll see you guys out there in October. And I, I meant it. Now, did I get into my cup a little bit and eventually go out there? Mm-hmm. I stepped outside. It was way too damn hot, though. Yeah. Immediately regretted it. So I, I'm right there with you. Summertime, air conditioning. Uh, I just hope that we don't have any like power grid problems. If we our, do. Local, <laughs> our local place has already been like, hey, from the hours to, I don't even remember what it is, 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, uh-huh. turn up your thermostat. I'm a rule follower. I'm doing it. I'm not. I uh, I hope that my doing it has saved guys like you that won't. Well, I'm in an apartment building, so mm-hmm. I think I might be all right. I'm in a better situation where like, I think I'm more okay with so because like, the Maybe. building's going to have to run anyways. and so mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm a do-my-part guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my Matchmaker Monday is myself – and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Have you seen that series? Man, I've had so many people tell me to watch it, and I just, for some reason, have never gotten into it. So here's a Matchmaker Monday slash Tell the Truth Tuesday. I've never just sat down and been like, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. That, and that's exactly yes. I remember when it started and it, when it was on like FX. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, you should check this out. It's super funny. But it would be like one of those things back in the day. It's like you had to operate off their schedule like hey we're on thursday at seven or whatever yeah and you have to sit down and watch it thursday at seven it's like nope missed it didn't see it so now i'm behind 
so I've seen episodes, but I've never just sat through and tried to watch the whole thing. This weekend, I finally decided, it's like, I'll give it another shot. It was, it was last night, and I watched the first two episodes, and so far, it is fantastic. At the same time, I cannot believe the stuff we were getting away with in the early 2000s. Season <laughs> one was 2005. Oh, wow. And in the very first episode, the title of it was The Gang Gets Racist, I think was the title, something along those lines. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, I like race jokes. I think they're funny. Black guys do it. White guys do it. Whatever. It's yeah. funny. Make fun of it. I was not prepared to see a white man use the N-word on TV. Oh, wow. I was I, shocked. I couldn't believe it. 2005 was a much different time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we think about it. It was 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I can remember like even um, The Office, Michael Scott yeah. uses the, the F-word. Uh, about gay people. It's like, oh, that just meant something different back in my day. <sighs> the fact that they haven't tried to cancel Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, wow. is wild. I mean, there was a lot of things in The Office where you look back on, because I I feel like I remember them saying, like, would you guys ever do, like, a reboot season? And I think it was Steve yeah. Farrell that was just like, it would never survive. Yeah, he's like, in this social climate, you couldn't, you couldn't yeah. do it. And he's right, though. I mean, the fact that they were saying stuff like that on NBC – this isn't like, oh, here's an HBO special or anything like that. It was on yeah. NBC. I mean, yeah. I remember even Dave Chappelle, I think it was like three three or four years ago at this time. He was like, you know, like stand-up comedy is getting like to a point where it's not even fun to listen to because everyone's scared of like what jokes are going to get, you know what I mean, offended or like taken the wrong yeah. way. But it also feels like at the same time, like there's – we're kind of seeing a turn in that where like comedians are just it, like, it's, yeah, it's shut like, up. Like I watched Bill Burr stand up this weekend as well. Uh-huh. He just went full – at it he's he like just what's doesn't offensive care, that i can man. talk about i'm gonna fucking talk about it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was hilarious and i i have a very vulgar sense of humor broad-based sense of humor yeah <laughs> i i like when guys push the limit and then they're like you know what i'm actually i'm gonna jump way across the line i'm gonna be inappropriate like uh anthony jesselnick he's pretty funny he he will say anything I think Daniel Tosh is one of the funniest people I've ever <laughs> listened to in my entire yeah. life. But it's it's almost it's very offensive. Even with Always Sunny, I was like, oh man, like I can't believe they did that in the very first episode. And the fact that it was a successful show, it's gone on for. Like yeah, I mean, it still is. It finally over? Is it still I think going? It's still going. I'm not okay. sure. I'm on I'm season one. There are 15 available in six years. When I finish it, finally, I'll <laughs> let you know. But even, I watched episode two, and it was about abortion. Holy it's like, what, are you gonna, what are you guys going to talk about in And they just three? started from the top rope, didn't they? <laughs> right? Whew. Yeah. So I don't know. But I'm, I'm very into it. And also at the same time embarrassed to say that I've actually have never seen all the episodes. I don't think yeah. I've seen any of season one. I don't think I've ever watched an entire episode of it. So like yeah. I have I – like, I know who the characters are just because I've seen clips and right. memes and stuff of it. But like the actual show itself, I don't know – the names, I don't know, yep. you know what their roles are or anything like that. So Yeah. I was the same way with like Seinfeld too though. I, it, Seinfeld's a little different because I was a kid. I mean, I'm still trying to get through Seinfeld. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I, lo I, I love the show. <laughs> I love the show. I've still just not watched all of it. All because of it. it's one of those shows where like I I put it on and I wanna pay attention to it and then it just turns into like a filler. Or like I end up, you know what I mean, getting on my uh -huh. phone or just, you know not paying attention to the show anymore. 
or I end up getting up and leaving or like making lunch or making dinner, and it's just like I'm not watching this. Uh, Seinfeld and The Office are the tops for me. Yeah, The Office I've probably seen five times through. What? Yeah, same. Just, I I remember just being in college and just being like, ah. I, at the time, I didn't pay for like TV or satellite or anything like that. So I was like, what am I going to watch? Well, let's just pop in the office, casually watch it again as I go through. Seinfeld, I've probably seen through three times. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Those, those might be the only two that I rewatch, though. Uh, for me, it's The Office and How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, I've seen through twice. Yeah. I, I just think that show is fantastic. I really like that one, too. A lot of people hated the last season, hated the ending. Yeah, that was tough, yeah. It's tough because most, I feel like a lot of sitcoms are like that. Even The Office got really bad after Michael left. But it, it was still like, yeah. I'm going to watch it. You brought in, when, you brought in Will Ferrell. I was like, nah, you now we're just trying to force this. Mm-hmm. So, and then when Andy like becomes a manager and then like goes on the yacht, like it's just like you're trying to find other people to kind of fill that void. It was just yeah. like, And it started to become very obvious. Like, oh, okay, well, Andy's away because he's making a movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you're still like trying to keep him involved with the show. And you're like, oh, oh, Jim is the way at a work thing. He's trying to make this sports thing happen. Yeah, he was probably writing A Quiet Place like, when that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it became very obvious. Um, a lot of good sitcoms. Maybe we do a top five sitcoms. We should. Friday. Yeah. I've got a lot on my mind. Write there. that down now. <laughs> um, all right, that's it for us today, though. We appreciate you guys joining us, putting up with the nonsense as usual. Uh, We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here, same time, same place, 10 a.m. in the call-in app. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you then.